Stories, fables, ghostly tales. Welcome listeners to your Friday episode. Now for those of you who don't know, I wasn't able to upload an episode of Wednesday due to work, and then straight after that I was hit with a cold. Now instead of not uploading an episode, I decided to put what energy I had left into editing old time ready episodes today, and to do so with vigor. And seeing as I was too unwell to get to work today, I decided to dedicate my day to doing so. Because I'm not going to miss the boat when it comes to bringing your episode to your lovely ears. I will however keep this short because I'm exhausted and do need rest. So before we jump straight in, I want to thank my Patreon supporters, people who donate to the show to spearhead this show's production values. A huge thank you to Maya and Divided by Zero, who are my Ode Night Tea Titans, the very special people that will forever leave their mark on this podcast, as I'm able to purchase tools and plugins that I would never be able to access without their support. Tools like RX7, and soon a new level of video production footage from Vidvio which will allow me to produce my YouTube videos again with an improved level of professionalism. Thank you both so, so much. You opened the doors for this podcast, and I won't forget it. My white tea warlord, Leza Bauer, you've given me access to a unique set of tools and plugins I would not have access to. Voice mod recently, RX plugins, and Audacity VSTs. Thanks to you, I'm able to refine the audio even further. And I'm looking forward to your email this weekend, mate and I should be well enough to respond by then. Thanks again for your ongoing support, mate. You are marvelous. And of course, my Earl Grain forces, Chad Warren, Just Heather, Paige Marcini, Peter Affili, Tasha Moncrief, Christina Boyd, Dolphin and Cow, Michelangelo Yacone, T-Tundrika One, and Solstra. Thank you all, and please enjoy your old-time radio episodes. Till next, we meet. chair by the window. Comfortable? The book is on this shelf. Here it is. Dead Man Control by Helen Riley. A very absorbing story of a murder in which Cupid held the hand of death. Let's look at it under the reading lamp. It was late morning, and in the library of a mansion on East 67th Street, Multi-millionaire Fenimore Kingston was standing before the wall safe he had just opened. He smiled. Then, as he reached in... Two hours later, Inspector Christopher McKee was in his office at police headquarters on Center Street when the telephone rang. Inspector McKee talking. I'm the girl. Good morning. This is Catherine Kingston. Yes? This is Fenimore Kingston. Oh, yes? My husband's been murdered. Can you come? Where? Our home is on East 67. All right, I'll be there in 20 minutes. Yes, sir. Desiree, order my car. We're going uptown. Yes, sir. How are you? And don't stop to ask about anybody's health. I'm in a hurry. <laughs> Please go on, Mrs. Kingston. Well, Inspector... As soon as I saw that open wall safe, I thought my husband had been killed by a burglar. Mm-hmm. 
So, while I was waiting for you, I checked the contents. The money and the bonds were still there. But... Yes? The diamond ring that Panama gave me after our wedding three months ago. That's gone. That wouldn't be the well-publicized Kingston diamond, would it? It would, Inspector. And it's worth a half a million dollars. Yes, but the cash on those negotiable bonds... I can't understand why they weren't taken to... Very unusual thief, to say the least. Where were you when the miracle happened? Out. I went out early this morning. I was resting. Why? I was tired of doing nothing. So I took the car and drove until I was tired of driving. Alone? Victor McKee. Don't be alarmed, Mrs. Kingston. I'm not insinuating... That's your tone. Merely professional. Now, according to the medical examiner, your husband was shot in the back and death was instantaneous about two hours ago. Who was in the house with him then? I don't know. What about the servants? Did they go out driving too? We have no servants. In this big house? They quit last night. Oh? Don't let it surprise you, Inspector. Fenimore was not an easy person to get along with. Mrs. Kingston, for your special information, I don't let anything surprise me. Excuse me, sir. What is it, Catherine? It's about the murder weapon. Did you find it? Uh, no, sir. There ain't a trace of it in the house. And me and the boys have looked in every nook and... All right, Catherine. Yes, sir. Oh, my. What's the matter? Over there, Inspector. Peep it out from under that corner of the window, Drake. It shines like a diamond. It is a diamond. Well, if it is, then the saints preserve us. It must be as big as an eyeball. Yeah. Well, Mrs. Kingston. Marie. No burglary. Doesn't seem so, does it? But how did that ring get under the drape? The law granted it. It fell when your husband fell after he was shot. And it either rolled or bounced. You can take the ring. I'll take the ring if you don't mind. Later. Right now it's evidence. But it's mine. We'll take good care of it. Come on, Catherine. I'll be finished here, sir. For the time being. Goodbye, Mrs. Kingston. Goodbye. Uh, Inspector McKee, if it's one question I might ask, go ahead. Uh, what's the ring got to do with the cadaver we carried upstairs? I think it killed him. It's typically say. Don't lead me on, Sergeant. I've no time to explain. If you say so, Inspector. Going back to my office. I want you to go to the telephone company. Get a list of every call that's been made from or to this house in the last two days. Talk to me ahead. Yes, but there's one thing that... Now it's... what? It's that girl in there, Mrs. Kingston. Now, I've been on the force for 32 years, and it's a fine education I've got about the good and the bad in Not people. now, Cat. When a girl, young and beautiful, marries a man twice her age and a millionaire, she didn't marry him for love. Is this Michael Dolger's apartment? Yes. Who is this? Amy Clarkson, why? This is Catherine Kingston. Let me talk to Michael, please. You might ask me how I'm feeling. Please, Amy. After all, you did get what I wanted. I want to speak to Michael. I'll ask him how he feels about it. Hold a while. Don't wind it too tightly around your neck, dear. Hello, Candy. What's she doing there? Oh, she just dropped in for a cocktail. Oh, it doesn't matter. I want you to meet me right away. Central Park, inside the 72nd Street entrance. I'll pick you up in my car. All right. What's your office about? Fenimore's dead. What? what did you say? He was murdered this morning. Good grief. Maybe, uh, maybe I'd better come over. No. 
The police are here. Dozens of them all over the place. Meet me in half an hour. And come alone. How'd you manage it? I didn't. What? I couldn't get out without being seen. Michael, I'm in trouble. But if the police followed you... Is that all you care about? Your precious heart? Well, it's the only one I've got. Well, you don't have to worry. I wasn't followed. Are you sure? Yes, look for yourself. Is there a police car behind it? No, but... Michael, really, I'm in serious trouble. How was Fenimore killed? He was shot. And the police think I did it. You? Have they said so? Well, not in words, they haven't. That Inspector McKee, he thinks he's very clever. Oh, you should have left me alone, Kathy. I couldn't. I had to speak to you. Now, why didn't you do it on the phone? I didn't want to incriminate you. What? Suppose one of those policemen had been listening at the door. Well, suppose. He'd have heard me asking you about that appointment you had with Fenimore this morning. That I had? Just about the time he was killed. Now, wait a minute. I had no appointment with Fenimore. That's not the truth. He phoned you and asked you to come over. Did he tell you that? No. Then how do you know so much? I was listening in on the upstairs extension. Oh. How much did you hear? He wanted you to meet him at the house at 11 o'clock. It was very important. Anything else? No, I put the receiver down. It was half past ten, and I wanted to be out of the house before you arrived. Really? I didn't know what he was going to talk to you about. I was afraid it might be us. So you ran away. That's too bad. Why? Because if you'd stayed, you'd have learned something. Didn't he talk to you about us? No, dear. Well, then what did he? I don't know. I wasn't there. What? That's right. Fenimore wanted to see me, but I didn't want to see him, and I told him so. You told Fenimore? Yes, I did. <laughs> the great mammoth. Well, was it about time? I'd like to be that much. Then do. I got tired of being my cousin's errand boy and of running to him every time he beckoned. But you're alone. I told him what to do with that, too. But it doesn't make any difference now, does it? No. You're free. And we'll have all the money we both need. That's putting it very bluntly. Why not? He never cared for anyone, including you. You were the most beautiful thing he ever saw, and he wanted you. It's just as simple as that. I, I knew all about it. Don't mind. I'll shut up. Kathy? Yes? Did you really go out this morning? I said I did. Of course. But I was just thinking, what a wonderful opportunity you had, alone in that house. Yeah? Uh-huh. Good work, Gordon. Let me know when she gets back. Good night, come in, Inspector. Help yourself, Cassidy. Well, I checked the telephone company, sir, and it's big news if I don't mind saying it myself. Yes? Anything like Catherine Kingston going out to meet a man? A what? You've heard of the species, Cassidy. And I'm sure you've heard of Central Park. Is that where she went with them? Mm-hmm. In broad daylight? <laughs> There's no topping an Irishman, is there? Well, not if he comes from the county cocks. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, who's the man? We don't know yet, but he's being tailed. 
Now, what did you find out at the telephone company? Oh, wait, wait. Here's a list of all the cars that came and went from the Clinton house in the last couple of days. Right. Uh, but but uh, it's them last three that was made this morning. Yes, all outgoing. One at 10.30, one at... 10.35. And Kingston was killed at about 11. And this one at 1.45. Oh, two minutes after we left Mrs. Kingston. That's right. Who were these calls made to? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. but I, I got that another slip of paper. Now, where did it... Oh, yeah, here it is. Now, 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 the first one and the last one to Michael Dolge. So, that's the man. Uh-huh. Now, go ahead, Cassidy. I'm just checking. Uh, he was the dead man's cousin. How do you know? But I remember seeing his name in the papers after the Kingston wedding. Seems to me he was either the best man or one of the ushers. But, but it's not he might be worrying about, sir. No? Why not? It's that woman. The one who got the call at 10.35. What woman? Amy Clarkson. Ah, uh, no answer. Michael Doe's most likely out with Captain Kingston. Yeah. Uh, what what did you say about a woman? No, uh, Amy Clarkson. Well, what about her? Well, you see, you know how I read the newspapers every day. I know. <laughs> After I get through with the spotting pages, I always took the society page. Mm. It's an old habit of mine. I acquired it 32 years ago when I was a rookie on that Fifth Avenue beat. <laughs> you know Fifth Avenue uptown where Central Park lies opposite them glorious mansions with the beautiful... Thank you, sir. Oh, me, them were fine old days. People used to come from all over just to look at the Woolworths. Don't there. let me interrupt you, but you were telling me about a woman. Uh, a woman? Yes, in connection with a murder. Oh, Amy Clarkson. Well, to see her name again, draws to mind a society page item of about five months ago. To the effect that Amy Clarkson and Freddie Bob Kingston were engaged to be married. Cassidy, you sure? Yes, I am, sir, because the diamond ring was mentioned in the same article. How? Where she was at the formal reception? I see. And not two months later, Freddie Bob Kingston married Catherine. It's the old story, Inspector. Not another one, please. The woman scorns. There's no fury like a woman who expects to marry a millionaire and gets guilty. Yes. Yes. No doubt about it. All right, I'll pick it up on the way out. Well. Oh, bad news, Inspector. For someone, that was a lab just phone. The ring we found is a phony. A perfect imitation. You mean it's made of glass? Not quite. Somebody had a good job done for a few hundred dollars, and the original valued at half a million. It might be somewhere in a vault, maybe. But lots of people wear paste and keep their valuables locked up. Oh, yes, sir. Phone the Kingston house. Tell the men to turn that place inside out. Yes, sir. And when you get through, take as many men as you need and contact every diamond cutter in town, especially the ones around Maiden Lane. Yes, sir. Now, where's that slip of paper with the names on it? It's right here, sir. The address is too. Give it to me. I'm going out to pay Amy Cobertson a visit. Excuse me. I don't want any. Inspector McKee, police. I still don't want any, but you can come in. I scotch on the table. Cigarettes, you didn't bring your own. No, thanks. Sit yourself. What do you want? Sit down, please. You're in here to ask a lot of questions about Fenimore Kingston's murder. Don't waste your bet to don't know any of the answers. How do you know about his murder? Radio told me. Not today. Not today, Miss Robinson. Why don't you sit down? Maybe I don't want to. Would you have any reason to protect Catherine Kingston? Not one. Well, here's to you. Michael Dodge? 
<laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to catch you off guard. Why'd you mention his name to me? This pack of matches with his name on the cover. You're pretty smart, aren't you? I have a weakness for matches that are left on tables. All right, so he told me about Fenimore's death. I was at his apartment when Catherine phoned. She told him. Anything else you'd like to know? What time did you meet Fenimore Kingston this morning? I did what? He phoned you at 10.35. How'd you find out about that? You just told me. What? Why, you wheedling wheedling. Shall we talk now? Ditch curves and have me swing at him. I'd like to know about you and Fenimore Kingston. I'm through talking to you. Are you? Then suppose we go down to headquarters. What for? We're very lonesome. Now, wait a minute. Let me go. I haven't done anything. What about you and Kingston? We were engaged. And then he jilted me and married that... Yes? Catherine and I were in the same show. I met Fenimore at a party and he fell for me like a ton of diamonds. And then, like a fool, I introduced him to Catherine. Why did you phone you this morning? One today. Now, look, Miss Parkinson. That's the truth. Told me he was going to divorce Catherine. He found out about her and Michael. He thought I knew something, too. And, of course, you rushed over to Michael's apartment and told him. Mm, not exactly. I tried to make it casual. Three hours later? Mike and I were in the same boat. Both of us had been kicked around by Fenimore. That was a common bond. So you waited from 10.35 until almost 2. Mm, still pitching curves, aren't you? Was it because you tried to get his apartment in the morning and couldn't? No. Or didn't you even try? What do you want from me? I didn't kill anybody. Fenimore didn't call you to talk about his wife. Then I don't know what he did call me he for. He asked you about this ring. What? Where'd you... You wore it for a while, didn't you? Yeah, but I gave it back. This one? Look, mister, there's only one of its kind in the world. Why did he call you about it? Because he thought... Yes? Nothing. He thought you'd know a good imitation from the real thing. You mean that diamond's a fake? We'll find out soon enough, if you're really surprised. Goodbye, for now. Oh, are you going? Sorry? Oh, I'm collapsing. Stop in again sometime. Anytime. Thanks. And let's hope I don't have to return that invitation. Hmm? <laughs> Hello, Michael. Mamie, what are you doing here? I figured she'd drive you home. She was always the lady. Get back in the car. I'll see you, Get back or I'll make a scene that'll turn you both into mummies. Better do as she says, Michael. All right, Kathy. I'll be right behind you, Kitty, in the back seat. Catherine, who told Inspector McKee about me? What? About Fenimore having phoned me this morning. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you know he phoned me, don't you? No. Oh, you couldn't tell the truth if you had a mouthful of it and it was choking. Wait a minute, Amy. She's trying to frame me. And she'll frame you, too. What was Fenimore talking to you about? Ask her. She was tuned into the extension. Were you, Kathy? No. She had to be. How else? She you... said no, Amy. All right, so she said no. How did Inspector McKee know that I talked to Fenimore and about the diamond, too? The diamond? Yes. If you didn't know that beautiful thing was just a hunk of glass. That's a lie. Well, it wasn't when Fenimore asked me about it this morning. He wanted me to return the original. Oh, is that why you killed him? Oh, I knew that was coming out of you. You'd like the police to think that, wouldn't you? Maybe they already do. Well, that wouldn't put you in the clear, Kathy, darling. I returned the original to Fenimore. Can you prove it? Can you prove that I didn't? Wind her up, Michael. She seems to have run down. I think you've said enough, Amy. I'm through. And so is she. 
For good, I hope. Inspector McKee, homicide. Incident target, sir. Go ahead. I think I found him, Inspector. Who? The diamond cutting fella. Good. What does he say about the Kingston Diamond? Well, sir, it might be the man and it might not. What? Well, I found him in a small room on the top floor of a small building just around the corner off Main and Lake. There was no name on the door, just the words diamond cutting. But I took it to the house. It's a good thing I did, Inspector. No. For there was that poor old fellow stretched out on the floor, dead. Oh, no. A little fellow he was, too. And beaten around the head unmerciful. What's the address? Oh, no, you, but I, I, I got it written down on a piece of paper. Now, where did it... Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's up here, Inspector. All right, Cassidy, I'm doing the best I can. I, I, I got some information, sir. I checked with some of the neighbors on this one. Where's the body? I'll take you to it, sir. Well, as I was saying, I checked. And the fellow's name was Rudolph Leibniz. What else? Well, that's all, sir. He came over from the other side a few years ago, a victim of war and oppression, and to think that his only reward for minding his own business... How do you know he was minding his own business? It was his reputation in the trade, the inspector. It was good. He was known to all his neighbors as an honest man, a good worker, and a fine upstanding character. And and, and, and when your competitors have only... Is that the room, Cassidy? Uh, uh, yes, sir. Yeah, there he is. Yeah. Little old fella. Why didn't you tell me his files had been opened and dumped? Well, I was going to. Well, it doesn't matter. Somebody wanted a record and they took it. Uh, you uh, think this can be an outcome of the Kingston murder? Maybe, 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 maybe. Let's have a look at the body. Uh, he didn't have a chance. Struck on the back of the head and then beaten until he was... Uh, yes? This man's been dead since this morning. Late this morning. Would you be sure about that? Rigor mortis takes at least six hours to set in. Just beginning. Ah, then it'd be about the time Fenimore Kingston was murdered. A little later, but not much. The killer came right from the Kingston house to this place and... All right, Cassidy, there's no point in searching the room. No, sir. We won't find him. Oh. Hello. Hello, operator. Uh, give me police headquarters. Have you got a plan, sir? I hope so, Cassidy. Uh, hello. Uh, give me Murphy and Homicide. Inspector McKee. I hope so, Cassidy. If it works, it'll be a miracle. It will talk in a minute. I want you to have the following three parties picked up. All right? Catherine Kingston, Michael Doles, and Abe Clarkson. We'll find the addresses on my desk. Keep them in my office until I get there. Now it's for you, Cassidy. Yes, sir. You stay here. Phone the medical examiner's office and look after the usual details. I'm going out for a long walk. Yes, sir. Those people will wait, even if they don't like it. And let's hope they don't like it enough to burn. Inspector McKee. Well, company. How are you, Mrs. Kingston? Why did you have me brought here? And Miss Robertson? Did... I'm cheerful enough to break your neck. And taking two from three, you must be Michael Doe. We've been waiting for two hours, Inspector. Yes. Why have you had me arrested? It's a habit of mine, Mrs. Kingston, when a murder has been committed. Well, then we are under arrest. For the time being, Mr. Robertson. Now, if you'll excuse me for a moment. Uh, I've been working on another case, and there's some papers on my desk. Uh... You've no right to keep us here. Please, Kathy. But he hasn't, Michael. Not without charges. Oh, wait. 
and try to be calm. Hmm, very interesting. There's nothing incriminating in what I said, Inspector. Oh, no, I wasn't referring to that. This memo. Good news. Well, I'm not going to wait here and let you waste my time. This is Kingston. This building is full of policemen. Pity sake, Kathy, stop being so nervous. If he has anything to say to us, he... I have. One of you killed Fenimore Kingston this morning. I wasn't home. You were out driving. But who saw you, Mrs. Kingston? What? It takes at least two to make an alibi. But surely you don't think that I... Well, you're out of your mind, Inspector. She married him only three months ago. And then she changed her mind. She thought how nice it would be to marry you. Inspector. It's all right, Kathy. He's just fishing. But that wasn't the reason Kingston was killed. What? Look out for him when he pitches curves. You know the reason, Miss Robertson. Oh, no, I meant, huh? Kingston found out that his famous diamond had become an invitation. My ring? This morning, he took it out of the wall safe. The thief, the person who had made the substitution, was in the room with him. And Kingston was shot in the back and killed. Don't look at me, Inspector. I wasn't there. How about you, Mrs. Kingston? I told you. Yes. And you, Mr. Dole? I didn't know anything about Fenimore's death until Catherine phoned me. Then you admit that she phoned me. Of course, it's no secret. I was Fenimore's cousin. And you were making sure that Catherine stayed in the family. Now look here, Inspector. Excuse me, please. Yes? All right. In a few minutes. I'll call you. Now, this memo becomes very important. Here we go now. Don't rush me. But if you're going to work on another case... I'm not. An imitation of the Kingston diamond was made. And by a strange coincidence, shortly after Fenimore Kingston was murdered, the workroom of a diamond cutter was robbed. What's that got to do with us? Mr. Robertson, tell me what you know about Rudolph Liebling. What I know? Look, I may get around, Would but Would you that... like to see him? All right, it'll make you happy. I'll ask him to come in. What? He's in a room down the hall, Mr. Doe. I had him brought here from the hospital. From the... The hospital? He wasn't dead. You're lying. Murphy, bring Leibniz in No. Here. No. No. Never mind. Send in a stenographer. We're going to take a confession. Hello. Is Bill speaking? I'm sorry to be bothering you at your home, but when I return to headquarters... This what is it, Cassidy? Well, it's about that fellow Michael Dolge. He killed his cousin, Fenimore Kingston. That's what the boys told me, but I... He took the diamond and had the invitation put in. You don't say. Mm-hmm, about three weeks ago. How did he get hold of it? That was very simple. Catherine wore the ring at a house party. Dolge mentioned to Fenimore that the diamond needed cleaning and that he could take care of it for it. Oh, so, so he took the stone down to the bits and had an invitation made. That's right. It was so good that Fenimore didn't notice it right away. But this morning... <laughs> Yes, this morning. It's all in the confession, Cassidy. Uh, then Kingston knew right away who had stolen the real diamond, didn't he now? Yes, he did now. Oh, it's going to get along with you. <laughs> Why did he bother to phone that Amy Clavison girl? We'll never know, Cassidy. Maybe he was anxious to turn the clock back to better times. <laughs> And so closes tonight's Crime Club book, Dead Man Control, based on a story by Helen Riley. Uh, the book is uh, on this shelf. Yes, there it is. 
Death Throughout the Match, a very absorbing story of death and mystery on a small island. Let's look at it under the reading lamp. It was an evening early in May, and the waters around the Cape just off the coast of Massachusetts were buried under a fog as thick and as massive as any you'd want to see. Moving cautiously, a small boat makes its way slowly toward one of the islands off the Cape. In the boat, there are Elisha Macumba and Anne Waldron. Well, this is something. I'm glad we're almost there. Yeah? You mean scared, Miss Walden? Well, not scared, Elisha, but if I hadn't bumped into you in New Bedford, I'd have spent the night there. Not even Noah himself could have persuaded me to take a boat ride in this fog. What's new on the island? Oh, nothing much. Unless you're counting a mysterious stranger. Mysterious? Calls himself David Hyland. Gets mail from New York, Washington, Boston, but near every day. Nobody knows what's in it. He don't talk. Maybe he's an ex-sailor with a sweetheart in every port. Uh, this could be. But I'm chairman of the board of selectmen, and it's my duty to keep the peace on that island. You've always managed, Eliza. What else is new? Leonard Case is there, too. Leonard? Yeah. Four weeks now. Then Myra Van Wick must be there. Mm -hmm. I guess Mr. Case will be mighty glad to see you, Miss Walden. Why should he be glad? Well, I reckon the fella gets pretty lonesome with a plaster cast on each leg. Plaster cast, Leonard? Got both his legs broke in an automobile accident a few months ago. I figured you might know about it. No. No, I didn't know. Elijah, are you sure Myra isn't on the island? Mm-hmm. You're still sweet on the fella, ain't you? He doesn't mean a thing to me. Uh, maybe not. But summer of last year, when Mr. Case turned from you to that Van Wick woman, uh, yep, uh, I was mighty glad the season ended without a killing. Thanks very much, Elisha. I'll go the rest of the way alone. Oh, I don't mind taking your door, Miss Walton. Well, you don't have to. I'll just follow this path around Myers and Wick's house, and that'll take me right home. Good night, Eliza. And thanks for everything. Good night, Miss Walden. Be careful. Maybe I should have. Oh, well. Nothing ever happens here. What's this? Leonard? That's Myra's house, and it's closed tight. Someone's coming this way. Hello. Fancy meeting you here. Who are you? What do you want? Sound like a native. Was I answer your first question first? Who am I? David Hyland. Hyland? Why don't you call me David? Then I can call you... Ann Walden. Your house is about 200 feet from here, isn't it? Yes. You expect to live there alone? What business is it of yours? Just this. You won't tell anyone that you met me tonight, will you? I won't. That's what I said. Because if you do, one of us will become very useless. Hey, Mr. Case, there's a dame here to see you. Dame? Go her in, sir. Okay, Tootsie. Help yourself to the board. Don't make him nervous. He's in a very delicate condition. Ah. Oh, Anne, darling, I'm so glad to see you. Hello, Leonard. You look beautiful. 
Well, beautiful. Any other the case, is it all right if I take the car and go for a drive into town? Yes, beat it. Go any place. I'll pick up some chow for the icebox while I'm there. You got a couple of preferences, maybe? Buy anything you like, but for Pete's sake. Okay. Well, don't look so surprised, Dan. The guy saved my life. Pull me out of the wreck before the car would have been flames. Hang it if he doesn't turn out to be the best cook and butler this side of the Atlantic. I, uh, I was hoping you'd come in. You were? Well, what do you mean? I knew you were on the island. Oh, Elisha told you. No, I saw you. From here? Mm-hmm. But my house Leonard, what have you done to this room? You like? I had these walls ripped out in the glass, put in their place. Ah, I don't miss a trick. I simply looked through this telescope, but the island has no secret. I see. Leonard, when is Myra coming? She isn't. Too busy in New York? I hope so. The fact is, Myra and I are washed up. Silly, isn't it? Is it? The crazy thing about it is that I really thought I loved her. Yeah, I must have been out of my mind. Did you marry her? Uh, it wasn't that crazy, Ed. Yeah. Put that crow on your bed. I want you to meet Mabel, my little helpmate. Oh, in Sam's way, Mabel does a little odd jobs that make me comfortable. Watch. Mabel! I fight. Oh, you're slipping, old girl. You forgot my tobacco pouch. Thank you. Now you may go out and get your lunch, and don't dig up anyone's garden. Thanks. Where did you pick that up? Myra gave it to me. Oh, everyone to his taste. I don't think I. What's that? What? On your bed. It's a buckle off a woman's shoe. Well, what do you know? Thing that bird will bring home with her. Wait a minute, Leonard. I've seen this buckle before. Haven't you? Haven't I? Why, I don't remember. That's Myra. What are you talking about? Myra's in New York. We'll soon find out. They're giving that telescope. But, but... Hello? Yes, yes, she's here. Would you like to talk to her? Uh-huh. What? Good heavens, of course I'll tell her right away. Anne, you can stop looking. What is it, Leonard? Myra's here on the island. Elisha McComber just phoned. He wants you to go over to her house. She's been murdered. Well, you got here pretty quick, didn't you? I can't believe it. Myra's dead. When did it happen? Sometime last night. Last night? Coroner says it must have took place between 11 and 12. That's impossible. Is it? Why? Well, it was close to 12 when I left you. I took the path that runs around this place. The house was locked up. Did you look to see? No, there, there was no reason for me to look. You yourself told me Myra wasn't on the island. I reckon I was wrong, Miss Waldron. This Van Wick must have got here while I was in New Bedford. And that must have been it. What uh, was that, Miss Waldron? The door. As I was passing by here last night, I heard the door open and close twice. Uh, of course, you didn't see anyone. As a matter of fact, I, I, I didn't. Too bad. Would you like to see the body? Must I? It can't hurt you. It's right there in the living room. Come along. There she is, just like I found her. 
Her head's almost in the fireplace. Yep. She was just about to light the fire with that match when death blew it out. You got any idea what killed her? I? Oh, why should I? I thought you might have. It was cyanide of potassium. Oh. Oh. Uh-huh. But there's one thing that puzzles me, Miss Waldron. How did the killer get her to take it? I... I don't know, Alicia. There ain't a sign of a struggle in the room. And there ain't a mark on her body. Cyanide works like light. That means she was killed right here in this room. But, Elisha, you keep talking about murder. How, how do you know it wasn't suicide? Of course not. I ain't never seen a corpse that could get up and dispose of the evidence. Maybe she chewed it. Huh? Uh, how would you be knowing about that, Miss Walton? That piece of gum near the fireplace. Hmm. I guess I must be slipping. Now, we'll see what the coroner had to say about this gum. It was suicide, Elisha. I'm sure of it now. Why? Ask Leonard Case. He can give you all the facts. I'm asking you, Miss Walton. I don't know them. Now, why did you send for me? I wanted to hear what you had to say in the presence of the corpse. But why me? To my way of thinking, Miss Van Wick was murdered. And I thought maybe I ought to have a talk with the one person that had both motive and opportunity. That's you, Miss Walton. <laughs> Well, are you trying to break down the door? I must see you, Mr. Harlan. All right. Would you like to look at me here, or would you rather come in? I'll come in. Sit down. No, thanks. Mr. Harlan, what were you doing out in the fog last night? You won't call me David, will you? Will you answer my question, please? Sure. What were you doing out in the fog last night? I was going home. So was I. That makes us even, doesn't it? Not quite. Myra Van Wick's been murdered. But you don't say. On this quiet, peaceful island? Did you tell anyone you met me? No. Good girl. Yes. Always play it smart. But I will, Mr. Hyland. Will you? Would you like to hang for the murder of Myra Van Wick? What? Suppose I told Elisha that I saw you coming out of her house last night. Well, but you didn't. How do you know I didn't? I didn't go in after I left you. I went right home. Can you prove it? Now, look here, Mr. Hyland. What are you trying to do? I don't want you to make any mistakes. You protect me, and I'll protect you. You killed Myra. Don't point, Miss Walden. It's bad matters. Why did you do it? <laughs> All right. I'm going to find out, Mr. Hyland. And what you came to this island for. And when I do... Yes? That... That letter on the desk. That's Myra's handwriting on the envelope. Put it down. Mail from New York. Yes, Give it to you have to break my arm. I'm sorry. It's such a pretty arm, too. And that's such a pretty neck. What? What are you going to do? Nothing. If you say one word about this letter to anyone, I'm going to put a rope around that neck. Leonard, what am I going to do? Elijah thinks I killed Myra. I can't prove that I didn't. And I know you didn't. No matter what you said, Myra. Oh, uh, Elisha was here. I told him that she wanted to marry me, but, well, I couldn't do it. Then she loved you? I'm afraid so. Leonard, it's possible then that Myra committed suicide. No. Just before you came in, Elisha phoned me. That piece of gum you found, uh, there was no poison in it. Oh. 
Don't, don't worry, darling. We'll find a way to get you out of it. But, Leonard, who left that gun there? The killer, no doubt. Listen, Anne. What about David Highland? Who? Uh, don't pretend you don't know him. I saw you with him a little while ago. You saw me? Mm-hmm. The telescope. Why did you go to his house? I can't tell you. All right. Then maybe you can tell me what you and he were wrestling over. It was a letter, wasn't it? Leonard, please don't ask me. Pardon? I... Yes. From Myra. Myra? Well, what's he got to do with me? I don't know. But, oh, promise you won't tell anyone. Leonard, you must promise. Why? Well, just promise, that's all. <laughs> all right, dear. So we've got to know what was in that letter. Yes. But how are we going to get it? I'll keep my telescope trained on his house. When David Hallam goes out, I'll tell Sue. Shut up, Mabel. Mabel. Leonard, that shoe buckle she brought in here this morning. Yes? That was Myron. Oh, what a thunderhead I am. Why didn't I see it before? See what? Where did Mabel find that buckle? Certainly not in Myra's house. She must have found it outside somewhere. Don't you see what that means? Uh-huh. And Myra wasn't killed in her own house. Hey. Now all we have to do is find out where she was killed. Leonard, how well have you got that crow train? Pretty well. Why? That buckle. If you told her to put it back where she found it, What's she doing? Mm, I don't think so. She's not that smart. Oh. Besides, been hours since she brought it here. All right. Then that letter from Myra might tell us what we want to know. I want to know the minute that man goes out. Let me see. The desk. Oh, he would keep it locked. I don't think he'd be so careless as to leave it under the chair cushions. Now, that would be too obvious. Oh, oh. Oh. Hello? Oh, what is it, Leonard? Is he coming back? I haven't seen him, but it's getting dark and dark, and I'm afraid I won't be able to keep watch for you much longer. I can't leave, Todd. I've got to find that letter. But it might be dangerous. Suppose they both in on you. Well, I'll have to take that chance. Hold the wire. I'll go look some more. All right, but hurry. Chair cushions. Oh, no, of course not. That liquor cabinet. Who would think of looking in a liquor cabinet for a letter? Only it didn't get dark so fast. There. Hello, Leonard. Any luck, Anne? Plenty. I've got it. Bring it over here right away. Leonard. Well, what's the matter? Well, why don't you get out of there? I'm afraid it's too late. Well, Leonard, send for Elisha McComber, quick. Is it Hyla? I can't see. It's dark. Get Elisha. Anne. into your house. All right, if you like. While we're doing that little thing, would you mind telling me what this is all about? In time. Where is she? I don't know. 
When I left for the village, the house was empty. When I came back, it was still empty. She spoke to Mr. Case on the phone from here. Really? Well, perhaps I should lock my door when I go out. Think my neighbors would disapprove? Ain't none of my business. But this matter of Miss Waldron. Mr. Hyland, would you be a gum-chewing character? Gum-chewing? <laughs> Sometime. But I want to get rid of a bad taste. How did you get rid of the gum? Spit it out on the floor? What do you mean? Over there, by that tape. But, well, I... Maybe be... you will a lot sooner than you'd be expected. Are you ready to talk about Miss Walden? Of course. Yes, I think she's beautiful. I think she's a charming girl. Now, if she were only a bit more friendly... Is that all you've got to say? No, but for the moment, that'll have to do. Hmm. Well, you better come with me. Where? To Miss Van Wick's house. Why, there? And my boys have given that place a mighty fine once over. Somebody that done a killing could think that we'd have no more reason to go back there. But we have, Mr. Hyman. Come on. Well, are you satisfied, Elisha? There isn't a trace of Ann Waldron upstairs or even down here in the cellar. I ain't through looking yet, Mr. Hyman. Where do you expect to find her? In the coal bin? Maybe. Hand me that shovel. Right, but I... On the other hand, uh, maybe you better do the shoving. Hmm? Good night, young man. Well, anything to make a select man happy, especially if he's the chairman of the board. You're a mighty calm young fellow, ain't you? Pretty sure of yourself. Uh, I was brought up right. What do you know about Miss Van Witt? She's dead. Postman mentioned you got a letter from New York this afternoon with a woman's handwriting. I get lots of letters. Uh, from dead people? You can never tell about that, Elisha. Sometimes you can swear a person is alive, and then after you've known him for a while, you... But this letter, Mr. Hyland, the postman had an idea it was in Miss Van Wick's handwriting. Huh? Nobody remembers of her handwriting. I didn't kill her. That's what you're leading up to. Yep, that's what I'm leading up to. You got that letter? Nope. <laughs> I'll suit yourself, Mr. Hyland. You don't have to talk now. Uh, Wait a minute, huh? That suitcase was buried in a coal. Well, I'll be swamped. Oh. Company G. Horses. Jewel diamonds. Three million dollars worth. So that's it. That's why Miss Van Wick was killed. Uh-huh. She got back here too soon. Whoever was hiding this stuff here figured that she'd be in New York, maybe. Maybe not, Mr. Hyland. No. Maybe that person knew she was coming back. Maybe him and Miss Van Wick were sort of partners in a business that wasn't legal. If that makes sense to you, Mr. Hyland? I don't know. I don't go in for guesswork. How about cyanide of potassium? You're singing way off key, Elisha. You've got the right tune, ain't you? Put your hands on this. <laughs> All right. Now, just you walk up them stairs. No monkey business, my friend. I got an eye like an eagle. Operator, one, two, four. Hello. Elisha, this is Leonard Case. You found Ann Waldron? No. Good heavens, what are you doing about it? I got searching parties out all over the island. Well, what about David Hyland? His house, but you call for help. You talk, Mr. Case, about Miss Waldron and about Miss Van Wake, too. You mean that he killed Myra? Yeah. Well, oh, Mr. Case. Yes. Folks here in the village tell me your car's been parked all day by the general store. Well, I know. My butler, Sam Ray, took it this morning. Send him back if you see him, will you? Ain't nobody seen him since 2 o'clock this afternoon. 
I reckon you'll have to be advertising for a new butler, Mr. Case. Oh, that's ridiculous. Sam wouldn't quit me without notice. Uh, maybe not, but he ain't on the island. Okay, sister, on your feet. Shut up. They're going to take a ride now in the open sea. Fresh air and just enough fog to keep me and you out of sight. Nice, isn't it? The way that fog comes in over the water. Perfect hideout. Even better than this stinking old tool shed. Stop, ain't it? You got so much to say, but that gag don't let you. Yeah. Okay, get going. Right down to the boat. And maybe when we get way out in the ocean, I'll tell you a nice, interesting bedtime story. Okay, baby, this is it. Hey, you're dying to talk, ain't you? Okay, I'll take off the gag. Hey, you can scream, too. Ain't a soul around here to hear you. Eight miles offshore. Sam Ray, one letter Kate finds out about this. <laughs> What's he gonna do? Fire me? Yeah. What have you got against me? Why did you bring me out here to kill me? I don't like snoopers, baby. But I was only trying to protect myself. Elijah McConnell suspected me of killing Myra Van Wick. I didn't do it. I had to find out who did. You went after a letter. I thought it might give me a clue. Yeah. Did that letter contain any evidence, Sam? Plenty. What kind of evidence? <laughs> you sure a dame, ain't you? You can't be afraid to tell me now. Never have a chance to... Will I? How right you are. Well, are you going to tell me or aren't you? Baby, that letter meant the difference between a million bucks and zero. That Highland guy... Then he was mixed up with the death of Myra. Shut up. What's the matter? Listen. There's a boat out there. You make one sound. You listen. Finish you off right now and get out of here. whole story, Leonard. Hadn't been for Elisha, I'd be at the bottom of the ocean now. Man, darling, I don't want to stay here. I feel though it's all my fault. Nonsense. But Sam worked for me. I trusted him. Who was I to know that he was a diamond thief and killed Myra? He did kill Myra, didn't he, Elisha? I reckon so. We got no way of knowing now with him at the bottom of the ocean. Well, all I can say is thanks for saving Anne. Now, how about a party to celebrate? Sam Bourne, I guess we'll have to rely on Mabel to be honest. Mabel! Candy! Candy, Mabel, with a... <laughs> if you could only... Kill. 
she flew out the window. Leonard, she's flying toward Laura's house. Handy for the lady, eh, Mr. King? I don't understand what got into that bird. Never disobeyed orders. And I reckon she ain't disobeying him now. He's flying to the only lady she knows. All right, Mr. Case, you can talk now. Got a mind to But I got nothing to say. Well, that's your privilege. But you killed Myra Van Wick by sending that bird out last night with a piece of poison candy. And you done it because you knew the lady would take the candy from the bird, maybe as an omen of reconciliation. Miss Waldron, did you know that Mr. Case and Miss Van Wick was husband and wife? Married? Yep. I asked the police in New York to do a routine check on Miss Van Wick, and they come up with a dope. Leonard. All right, so what? I didn't want her around. I told her to stay away from the island. Leave me alone. And you had good reason to. She might have found them diamonds in a coal bin. That would have been too bad, wouldn't it? You. you down to the beach at this hour of night. You. And some of the things you can explain to me about Leonard. Oh. Well, Leonard Case was a smuggler. Sam Ray worked for him. With a lot of others. It was my job to round up the gang from the top down. Your job? Mm-hmm. I'm an agent of the Treasury Department. Oh. Well, that tells me a lot. Well, that's why I had to be so tough with you on occasions. I couldn't take the chance of being implicated in a murder. I would have had to explain my position to Elisha. But he's an officer of the law. Rounding up a gang of smugglers was my job. Finding a murderer was his. Yes. But what about that letter you received from Mara? That, my dear, was an authorization for me to enter her house to search it. Oh. Oh! What a... <laughs> oh. What a little dope you are. Mr. Hyland. David. <laughs> Come on, let's take a walk. And so closes tonight's Crime Club book, Death Blew Out the Match.